8.31. We have Jamie Sung here with our Spectrum as just promised. Good morning. Good morning. So President Moon Jae-in spoke sternly to warn Japan against retaliatory trade measures at a weekly meeting with senior presidential aides yesterday. He said Japan will suffer great damage or greater damage should its export restrictions last and also stressed South Korea will not succumb to Japanese pressure and groundless accusations. Uh, It it kind of sounds like he's given up on a diplomatic solution with those words. Um, It's quite unusual for President Moon to to break with the, uh, the, the gentle diplomacy that he's shown endless patience, for example, towards North Korea, no matter how irate Pyongyang has been. Um, But this particular trade issue will also be discussed at the World Trade Organization's General Council meeting next week. So, Jamie, we start, shall we, with the Pyongyang Shinman highlighting Tokyo as changing its words regarding the reasons for its export controls. Yes, Japan initially said it's because trust between the two countries was eroded when the South Korean Supreme Court ruled that Japanese companies should compensate the victims of wartime forced labor. But soon after that, Japan cited security concerns as basis for its export controls and accused South Korea of violating sanctions against North Korea. But when it was revealed in the reports by the UN Security Council's panel of experts that Japan has exported strategic items to North Korea on multiple occasions, the talks of security concerns died down. The Tokyo Shimbun reported on Saturday that Japanese officials clarified on Friday the meaning of the inappropriate matters they cited as a reason for expert curbs. They said it did not refer to materials being shipped from South Korea to North Korea, but to issues between South Korea and Japan. Kyungyang said that Japan would not have fumbled like this if it truly had legitimate grounds for its expert controls. And the paper even feels bad for Japan for having to keep changing its words. Well, regarding the panel of experts report submitted to the UN Security Council, the Kyungyang Shinman noted there have been concerns within Japan about the country exporting parts used for weapons manufacturing to North Korea, citing Japan's Sankei Shinman article from 2009. Yes, Kyungyang quoted a reporting by the Yonhap News Agency that 10 reports written between 2010 and 2019 by UN Security Council's panel of experts listed multiple cases of restricted items being shipped from from Japan to North Korea. And these include radars that North Korea used for its missile-equipped military vessels, RC receivers, and cranes used for transporting ICBMs. The paper reported that a Sankei Shinbun article from March 21, 2009, as cited by Paramire Party lawmaker Ha Taegyung, said Japan is acting as a porter that supplies North Korea with nuclear materials. So Pyongyang criticized Japan for turning a blind eye to their own companies violating sanctions, despite having been most vocal about the threats posed by North Korean nuclear weapons and missiles. Is it even more than a blind eye, perhaps? I mean, this sounds very conspiratorial, but I, I, I don't think it's much of a conspiracy theory to suggest that there are certain alleged enemies of North Korea who benefit from maintaining a, a level of belligerence and uh, to allow North Korea to develop certain areas to have an excuse to maintain that stance. Well, it's a theory that uh, I, 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 I don't think we can say is any more than that at this point. What did the Kyunghyang Shinmun urge Japan to do, though? Uh, It said Japan should accept the suggestion by Korea's National Security Council that South Korea and Japan put an end to the wasteful debate by requesting the UN panel of experts or a third-party international organization to investigate the two countries on sanctions violations. 
The paper also said Tokyo's claim that Korea didn't request the withdrawal of Japan's expert controls at the Friday meeting doesn't make any logical sense considering how the purpose of the meeting itself was for Korean representatives to highlight the unfairness of Japan's retaliatory measures. Lastly, Pyongyang urged Japan to engage in dialogue with Korea because Japan's refusal to accept Korea's proposal for an additional working-level meeting and a high-level Seoul-Washington-Tokyo trilateral meeting would only demean its national prestige. Right next up, the Hangare said Japan should cancel its plan to exclude Seoul from its whitelist. Yes, here, whitelist refers to Japan's policy that currently exempts 27 countries from requesting governmental approval every time they want to buy certain Japanese high-tech materials. The Hangyore reported Japan reaffirmed its plan to exclude South Korea from its whitelist, despite mounting evidence that Japan has made groundless claims to support its trade retaliation and called for its immediate withdrawal. The Hangyore also discussed that the UN Security Council panel of experts reports found that it was not South Korea but Japan that had exported military materials in violation of sanctions. The paper urged Japan to responsibly reach diplomatic agreements with Korea rather than worsen the situation by excluding Korea from its whitelist at the end of this month as per its announcement, which will affect more than 700 items that are currently being exported to Korea. The paper mentioned that Japan cited Korea's lack of catch-all control system as grounds for striking Korea off its whitelist. A catch-all system here refers to regulations designed to restrict exports of goods that could be used for weapons. But based on the explanations provided by Korea's industry ministry, Korea imposes even stronger catch-all regulations than Japan. And the Hangare found it regrettable how the main opposition Liberty Korea parties solely focused on criticizing the Moon Jae-in government. That's right. The paper quoted LKP leader Hwang Gyu-wan's Facebook post from Saturday, where he wrote, When the past and the present clash, the future is sacrificed. I am really frustrated to see that the Moon Jae-in administration has not been properly responding to the predicted tragedy, let alone prepared against it. Uh, the paper said it's absurd for Huang to accuse the South, uh, Korean government of causing the trade conflict by trying to solve the forced labor victim or wartime sex slavery issues. It then explained Huang served as prime minister under the Park Geun-hye administration that pushed for an agreement with Japan on the so-called comfort women issue in secret and even attempted to interfere with the Supreme Court's decision on forced labor victim compensations. The paper said, therefore, for Hwang Gyu-wan to argue we should move beyond the past without reflecting on his past wrongdoings is self-contradictory at best. Well, you could say that if, if Hwang Gyu-wan is so happy to be forgiving about Japan's past, maybe he can be more forgiving of the current administration's present here. Uh, but uh, the Chosun Ilbo sided with the LKP unsurprisingly, blaming the government for not having solved the conflict when it arose in the course of the Supreme Court's ruling last year. Yeah, the paper said the conflict between the two countries that led to Japan's retaliation started with a diplomatic issue that Korea's Supreme Court brought on with its forced labor victim compensation ruling and accused the South Korean government of letting the situation escalate for uh, by citing the separation of powers and not doing anything about the Supreme Court's decision. The paper said the public sentiment in Korea turned against Japan when Japan made baseless remarks that Korea sent raw materials for poison gas to North Korea, as well as intentionally mistreating the Korean uh, trade ministry officials on Friday, resulting in decreased sales of Japanese beer and clothing and increase in cancellation requests for upcoming trips to Japan. 
The paper, however, argued anti-Japanese sentiments and emotional vents are temporary, but the worsening economy will hurt people's livelihood in a systematic manner over a long term. Yeah, I, I keep asking this, but have you really noticed this around you, people buying less Japanese products? I have. Really? Yeah, they're talking about it all the time online. Yeah, online, yes, okay. Right. Well, I'm just curious because I, I still see people all the time drinking Japanese beer and uh, I, well, I'm not monitoring all the products, but we've seen huge boycotts in the past where it's been much more apparent to me. Um, let's finish with the Chung Ang Ilbo writing a lengthy editorial condemning Presidential Secretary for Civil Affairs Cho Guk for posting a YouTube link to a particular song on his Facebook page. Can we just briefly sum that up? Yeah, so the title of the song is Chuk Changa, which can be translated into a song of the bamboo spear. It was a song from the recently aired Korean drama titled Nokdu Flower that portrayed the 1894 Tonghak Peasant Revolution led by ordinary folks against feudalism and Japanese colonial encroachment during the last years of Joseon Dynasty. The Chungang Ilbo argued Joguk is either ignorant or irresponsible for posting a YouTube link to the song that portrayed strong sentiments of anti-foreign powers. And the paper said Korea-Japan relations are on the brink of collapse with no breakthrough in sight, and a proper government should resolve the conflict through national diplomatic efforts. Jamie Song with today's Spectrum. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alex.